Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Today on the podcast, we talk the man behind the Arby's bag, the host behind the mic, the guy that you have no idea what he's talking about. Steven Robert Moeller, a.k.a. Stevie Moe. All right, this is not a regular episode, and this is not Steve doing the intro. This episode is about Stevie Moe, the, uh, I guess we call him the second running host, but he's kind of like the front man here. You're the hype man. We're doing an episode. The, the funny guy. For some reason, all about Steve and his life. And, and why, why wouldn't we? I mean, we need to know what we need to know what goes on in your brain. I want to know why you have such a deep passion for Arby's and archery and whatever else you the do in your spare time. Well, I guess I guess when you're uh, drowning, we don't want, I don't think when, we want to know that much. Well, when you're drowning, time. you're still you know breathing in water and it's getting you nowhere. So I guess make this episode about <laughs> me. So this isn't a numbered episode. This is like a special edition thing that we're doing. Um, we just thought of this for tonight, fun. So. Yeah, for fun. Um, state your full name, sir. My name is uh, Stephen Robert Moeller. Uh, never been to jail, so I don't have a prison number to give you. Height, weight, hair color. Height is probably around five eight. Uh, <laughs> hair color is dark brown, fading fast, and uh, I don't want to say that number for weight. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll go past I mean, that. Where were you? There. Where were you born and raised, Steve? Let's talk this real quick before we get into the stuff that Give people want to hear. Yeah, we want to. They want to know. <clears throat> well, I was born and raised in uh, in Rock Island, Illinois, and. Uh, it's the same place that uh, Jesse Johnson, the guitar player from the time, was born don't, at. Don't know him. Don't know don't, him. He was in Purple Rain with Prince. Okay, good try. Keep okay. going. So, uh, yeah, born in the city. City yeah. boy, huh? Mm. Rock Island, huh? Okay. Explains yeah. a lot. I grew up uh, right across from a uh, ball diamond, which uh, somehow yeah. people were able to spray paint graffiti on a chain link fence. So, a very 
you know, talented, very so, talented. Wow. talented. That's persistent. Was, it, was that you? No, it was not. Okay, so that's good. You grew up in the city. Mm-hmm. You were not a bow hunter growing nope. up. No, nope, my my uh, dad was not. Uh, <clears throat> no one on my uh, no one on my parents' side of the family. My dad's side of the family, his uh, his uncle uh, was a hunter, and his kid and his kid. So his grandson is uh, is a hunter. So is his son, and yeah, that's. That's the, only, that's the only ones that uh, that are you know. It, it, you're not it, good at being a guest on a show. No, I'm not. No, it's because it's you're kind not of funny. On the spotlight, I don't. Think. I'm not. You know, this I'm, is like I'm, your chance to ramble on about yourself. This is the real Steve. Right well, here. I'm trying to paint a <clears throat> paint a picture for you because most everybody who listens to this or hunts, you know, they've a lot of times they've got a ton of family that hunt, you know, and they've always got a story about oh my uncle this, my cousin that. I, I just don't got that. That's kind of cool, though. That's good. I mean, You're I get into it. it now. So. Um, so, how did you get into what came first, archery or hunting, or did, was it like I want to hunt, so I'm getting or into RVs. archery? Uh, that was I wanted to hunt. So, some I, of these questions we're asking, we might know. We're just asking it <laughs> so people can know. Yeah, no, I wanted to. Uh, I got into archery because I wanted to hunt, and I always just thought, uh, honey, was I was always wearing camo because Stone Cold Steve Austin did. So I thought it was. Yeah, kind of cool. And, Fair enough. Yeah, you know that's kind of what brought it on. And actually, I think I remember sitting, sitting around, watching some Steve Austin videos, and he was talking about you know hunting. I was like, well, you know, I kind of want to do that too. If Steve Austin likes it, then you got like it, right? Yeah, I, I had to. I had to, and you know, I was like, man, how cool would that be? So, so I started looking into it, and you know, uh, got a got a bow, and just started shooting it, and. Kind of went from there, man. I fell in love with it, you know. Had to. You had a PSE for your first bow, didn't you? I did have a PSE. I uh, it was one of them ready to shoot packages, and you know, I went to the bow shop. Like I told the PSE them, Nova or whatever it is. Uh, it was a Stinger three G. I think Stinger, yeah. And I, t- I told the guy, I was like, I know nothing about any of this. I went down to Easy Living. This is a couple years ago, right? So I didn't know anybody there, and. Uh, you know, I started making payments on on the bow because I didn't have any money. You know, it wasn't a it wasn't a bad price, but um, got that. You know, got everything I needed. Kind of, I, I bought the bow. Couldn't afford arrows, so I had the bow for like a week. I used to just like open it up and look at it all the time, <laughs> handle you know? it, like pretend like you were shooting. Like... Yeah, I was. I was like, it was. It was either I was going to buy arrows or I was going to buy a hard shell case. And I'm like, well, I'm not just going to let this thing knock around. So I'm like, I'm gonna get the case, and then we'll get some arrows. You know, here in a couple of weeks, like so shooting this bow it. was like really more just having it was your plan, and then you're like, oh shit, I should probably shoot this. Thing. Yeah, and actually, even that, use that's it. What, that's what happened. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> so, uh, so I remember like the day I went to go pick it you up. You should have bought the case first and then the bow. I should have. Yeah, I mean, but, it's like okay. if you're gonna buy an, and if you're gonna get into an AR, you know, you're like, well, I'll buy the Magpul grip first, then I'll worry about the gun later. <laughs> like you're just looking at excuses <laughs> to buy stuff for yeah. it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I remember actually getting. Getting that, and there was a guy that was there that uh, he's like, you know how to shoot that thing? I go, this is way before Steve knew me. Oh, way before Kurt and uh, and Iraq. Any of these guys, yeah. So, um, guy by the name of Darren Neal, um, who is still a very good friend of mine today. He uh, he was just like, hey, look, dude, you know, I'll I'll teach you how to shoot, and um, you know, I bought a little bag target. He must not be very good. Well, he. Uh, <laughs> 
He's a very good shot. <laughs> he just, you know, there there's sometimes that uh, that clay just can't be molded. You know. Yeah, maybe it's a student, not a teacher. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he he taught me uh, taught me quite a bit. Um, basically, he was the one that that initially taught me how to shoot. Um, and I just kind of ran from from there. I, I had to do almost everything my everything else myself, um, and uh, and learning wise. So you know, I, it wasn't like I had him. You know, he showed me the, just the basics, but it was it was all it was always me, just out at that bag target, just F- making figuring, groups and yeah. you know figuring out figuring out for yourself pretty much. Yeah, and and I think that's honestly one of the one of the better ways to do it. Uh, just because I, I had to try and figure out, I'm like, okay, well, if I know I held my hand here, but I hold my neck here, which I mean, that kind of gets you into bad form. But at the same time, you know, it for me, it was going to get the job done that I wanted to get done. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you know, as the years gone by, I got more and more into archery. So you know, it just had to change some things up. And you stuck with Easy Living the whole time. That's how you're. Steve is like best buddies with everyone down there. Yeah, I. I've always loved the easy. Li- I mean, they they always treated me nice. You know, anytime I had a question or, I, I that first bow, I'll tell you what, I had. I had a lot of problems. That I soon came to realize, I thought it was the bow, right? I really did, and I just I was like, not feeling it. I had that, I had a a, a peep tube, and that thing kept breaking off. <laughs> So when I switched to my... Come back and hit you in the face. I remember oh, Eric, yeah. that one 3D shoot we were all at, Eric's peep tube kept coming <laughs> off. Was that years? Yeah. You're like, son of a god. Yeah, I, and, that, and, that, and that to me, that was like, you know, because then I bought another bow and that... Well, most people start with the peep tube and the mm-hmm. whisker I think, I think everyone and, does. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. The majority I did, I did. of them. You know what, man? I, I would not honestly hate going back to a whisker biscuit. It, no, no, it's actually a great it's a great idea of a rest. There's just some issues with it that it can't provide for people that are obsessed with accuracy. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at it I started I shot a whisker biscuit dude for I've years. never shot one. Well, for 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 me, a whisker biscuit is you know, everybody's going to you know the like uh you know, just the fall away rests. And they're starting to go off of limbs now but, and, and yeah, stuff like well, that. Well, the thing is, too, like, you remember when I started bow hunting when I was younger, I mean, I'm sure they had those fall-away rests and stuff, but for hunting, like, if there wasn't, like, a nice put-together one, like the QAD or the ripcord or all these other... That limbs. technology oh, no. wasn't there yet yeah. for archery. Yeah. Uh, you got to see some of this. Uh, it I may got... have been, but I just don't know. I didn't right. know about it at the time. My... Uh... My good friend uh, Todd Carnes, who owns Easy Living now, he's due for a podcast. Um, he is. He, we, uh, <laughs> I was helping him. Like he's clearing out the back room, and then we bought the store. He bought everything that's in it, dude. He was showing me stuff about archery that it blew my mind. Like I, I'm actually really glad I I didn't start shooting bows back in the you know 70s and 80s because I there's no way I'd stick with it. They had this thing. Uh, and I'm looking at it, and it's got a little like it looks like a stopwatch, and it's got two, it's got like four bearings right here on the side, and I'm like, what is this? And Todd and this other guy are in there laughing. They're like, you don't know what that is? I go, no. They're like, that's an arrow straightener. I go, what? Oh, yeah. And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, you spin that arrow and you straighten it out, and I go, just for the old aluminum. Well, yeah, yeah, a lot so. of them, they were all aluminum back in the day. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah, even when, um, I mean, I feel like. 
I feel like it wasn't that long ago, but when I started, that's what my dad started bow hunting with. He could bow hunt before me, obviously, because of, you know, pound it, like weight and yeah. everything you can pull on your bow. My dad had the old Easton, like, it looked like a had like snake stripes going down the whole arrow. Yep. It was like a, yep. like a weird green aluminum with those like brown circles <laughs> I know on it. it. Yeah. I think uh, everyone shot those and they would just bend. <laughs> yeah. You'd hit the dirt and it'd boom. Yeah. You know, there was, there was all this crazy stuff that I was looking at, you know, it, it was like, and he's like, Todd's laughing. He's like, that's a Cobra three pin, man. And he was telling me about like how he used to customize people's bows for him. Like, you know, there was like some sort of sight, and you look at this and you're like, dude, there's no way that's a sight. Uh, it's like a bolt, like oh, yeah. JB welded. That's all. To it a was like bolts on all and thread, they, and they put like yeah, they put like little tape around it so you could tell. And you know, man, that wasn't those, that long ago, really. Well, no, it I wasn't. mean, you can't think about it, early '90s, but dude, those... and for how art long archery has been around, is amazing. Dude, you look at a bow from '96. We'll go '96. Then you look at a bow from. 2006, and then you go to 2016. Bows from 2006? I'm looking at these. Like, I've seen a couple. I'm like, man, what is this, early 90s? Like, no, this is 2006. The Hoyt I have on the wall up here, I have a Hoyt Maxxis 31 on the wall. That's a 2010 model. That was, like, the flagship bow for Hoyt in 2010. That's crazy. It still looks fairly modern. It still looks like a modern bow, but when you really put it side by side next to some of the new compounds, it's just like you can see it's five years behind. I, but even with archery, though, like... But that bow's six years it, old, man. It hasn't evolved that long ago, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean... Like, the technology just came out not that long yeah, ago. Yeah, like the comp... Yeah, and that's where the Pope and Young stance is. Like, we had to keep this stuff to mm-hmm. a limit. Otherwise, Tradition. it's not bow hunting after that. And, right. you know, you get too much, but... Um, so you got your upgrade. You went from your PSC, you got your Matthews. Yep, I got the... about the Creed XS. And, you know what? <clears throat> I, I love that... That stinger, I, I thought that was a fun bow. Like I, honestly, if I could get some money and buy that same exact bow back, I'd own it just to have it. I, you know, I, I, I liked it, but I, um, I wanted, I wanted the upgrade, and uh, yeah, I started shooting the the Creed XS, and I, I still think it's a good bow today. I mean, you know, I'm still trying to keep up with times and you know, changing things, but mm-hmm. it, it, it just it. It's one of those things that, obviously, you know what you're getting with a Stinger 3G. Yeah. You're going to get a bow that does its job. But I started getting more into shooting, right? Like, so I, I would do some indoor leagues, and, you know, you're you're having to shoot 60 arrows, a, a yeah. you know, every time you go a week. Once it becomes not, like, just something you're going to hunt and practice with just to hunt, and it becomes more of, like, archery, like, sucks you in, as in, like, the game of archery just swallows you whole and you're stuck into like the hobby side and the recreational side of like you're everything archery. You kind of get a competitive little bone. Yeah. For archery in general. It, it you know, it makes you want to strive to get the time, you know, can, can you still shoot, you know, those same, you know, the, the those same X's with that bow based on, you know, any other bow? Sure. Maybe. But, you know, there, there's, I, I think it, it maybe depends on what it is, but, you know, you look at some of the accessories that are coming out, you know, and just the compatibility with, with accessories versus, you know, because the ease of them, mm-hmm. you know, the, these things aren't coming out for like, you know, here's what, my, my stabilizer that had on the Stinger 3G was just a screw in piece of plastic. 
I mean, there were, there wasn't nothing to it. I mean, you, let me hit you with a deep question, a deep one. Why do you love archery so much? I love archery so much because it's the only thing that truly is on you. And if you want better for yourself, if you want anything, which I want, I want to, I, I do want to be the best. I, I, that's what I've always tried to do. No matter what it is, I, I want to be the best. So with archery, you're competing against guys. It's not all the, t- it's not teams. It's you know, a, yeah, well, it's for the most part, you know, if you're, if you're going head to head, this guy doesn't have teams. No one's tagging in. It's on you, and you always compete with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, mentally and physically. Yeah, mentally and physically. So I, I love the fact that if something's shooting wrong, obviously you'll know if it's your equipment. But if you well, get that equipment. Hopefully you know right away, but yeah. you don't always. I, I mean, you know, there there's certain situations that eventually you figure out. But Usually blame on your equipment every time. Oh, you have to. But once you, <laughs> once you, start, um, once you start really getting it, and once you hit one X, then you're like, cool, let me do that again. It might be, you know, in my case, it was probably about 150 arrows till I turned another inside X. I'll say this, though. X. You indoor, like if we're shooting 20-yard spots, you, you'll beat me every time <laughs> when we shoot. But we go in 3D range and it, we get some distance and it's like we're really like doing like shots. It's yeah. like I can get, I have a little edge on you. But I can tell like. When we would go shoot somewhere, when we sh- when we we'd play a uh, pig and horse out here in the yard, <laughs> anything twenty yard spot, Steve will win. It's, right. I, I mean, you know, because that's all I do. I I, I love getting into three D because here it is, it's another challenge. Now, when I said I I went one hundred and fifty arrows without hitting another X, I finally figured out. So I hit that X, and then you know, I, I just tried to repeat a couple things, and I hit that X again. So uh, you know, twenty yards can only take you so far. So when you're constantly shooting X's, yeah, you eventually just get so good at it. You know, you can make a little money on it and all that. And that that takes a lot of time and effort. And I don't think I'm I'm there yet, but. Well, we were on the uh, the 3D team this year, our yeah. first annual shoot year. And me and Steve we put the hurt on you guys at first. You guys came back strong, but I think we finished out uh, on top of our game. Well, yeah. We did, yeah. You guys did good. I mean, and that's just another another challenge for me because it's something I'd never did. Be- I, I never shot 3D. Yeah, you guys this was spurt. my first year too. Yeah, and I, I had an absolute blast. And you know, there is that competitive even with your with your boy. You want to when you're shooting with your buddies like we all are. You, I, I, I want to absolutely just destroy you guys. Yeah, because there's nothing that would make me laugh more than me winning and you guys having to look at me like <laughs> he just beat me. <laughs> You know that's that's what that's one of the things that keeps me going too. Like you let me beat you. Actually, my, that's our first three D shoot was everyone together. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. it was. Uh, yeah, us three. Yeah. No, it was mm. four. All of us. Well, I know, I, and, and then Logan. I was yeah. going to add that. Yep. But uh, yeah, it's fun. And nothing tests your archery skills like three D. If you've never done a three D shoot, go for it. It's not like uptight and everything like you think it is. It's basically frisbee golf with bows and arrows. Yep. That's pretty much what so, it is. I mean, yeah. you can Except, have fun with your buddies and goof around and stuff. You don't have to be all serious. And It's just like Frisbee golf with bows and arrows, fun. but there's less dudes in tie-dye shirts and hemp necklaces. <laughs> yeah, there so, is. 
<laughs> Accurate statement, right? Correct. Um, the tie dye is actually switched out for uh, camo. Camo. It's basically yeah. redneck tie dye. Is all yeah. it is. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. It is true. It is. I love a good tie dye, though. Don't get me wrong. Real tree, get into the tie dye game. Masio, hurry up. Someone's got to jump on that. Someone will do it, man. Maybe uh, Sitka will do it. Yeah, maybe. A pixelated tie-dye. Dude, I would wear one of that. I'd wear some of that. That'd be super cool, actually. Um, there you go. I made a tie-dye. Fun fact, I made a tie-dye camo once. It just looked like brown and black blotches all over a white t-shirt. But uh, Did it work? Did you try it out? Yeah, for real. They had actually like a camo kit, tie-dye kit. It didn't really? Work. Oh, it was one of the like the <laughs> old-school army kit, yeah, where it just looks like... Tie-dye know. camo kit? Yeah, where it looks, like, it looks like if you had a fun night... The night before, and you, yeah. you know, you all over a bunch the shirt, of Irish yeah. car bombs on your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looked like. Some some refined Irish car bombs. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about. Let's hit you with this question, because we could be halfway through this. We might not even be halfway through this. What are your goals for this coming year, and just archery, and then what are your goals for this coming year? As then the start of 2016 hunting season, like in October or whatever, whenever you go, what are your goals for the hunting? So what's your goals in archery and what's your goals in hunting for this year? My goals in archery, uh, I want to legitimately compete once. Like in like an IBO shoot Like or an IBO shoot. Yeah, I just I, I want to be there. I want to see what it's all about. Yeah, I don't want to sound like I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there and I'm going to do what. Like I just I, – it's something that I want to – because I hear about everybody when they go to these shoots, they're like, you get to meet the coolest people, and there's people who are going to, in in the, uh, in, in blues music, you know, when you would go to the, uh, you know, the juke joints or whatever, you would cut heads, right, where you would, one guy would solo, the other guy would solo, and you're cutting heads, you know, there's always going to be someone better than you, and again, like, I, I, I want to be the best that I can, otherwise I wouldn't be doing it, so I know I'm going to go there, and I know there's going to be someone who's absolutely just going to put me out like a cigarette, you know, on a, mm. on a negative 20 day, you know, I, I but just to <laughs> say that you did it and tried it. Yeah. I, I want to, I want to be the guy who was like, yeah, I got absolutely crushed by the dude who went and Think about won how much a better gold you would medal. get though after that when that puts you in check. Oh yeah. Why'd you go and win? You're just like <laughs> way better than everyone. You're just oh, like, and I would have, I would yeah. have to hang up a bow at that point. Cause I'm like, dude, it's going to get. Like all, it would have to be a Disney movie. Like you remember Luck of the Irish? Mm-mm. It'd be like Luck of the Hungarians. Like all I win is like low level archery tournaments, and <laughs> that's like my my special superpower. You go, like st- you go to like an Illinois state shoot and just stomp everybody out. Illinois is a long state. That's a hard state to get first in. It is a, it's long, a big state, man. I used to do a BMX race, and man, it was always tough. And there's so many kids that race BMX in Illinois. So but there's more people in Chicago than there is in the whole state of Iowa. Yeah, but think how long Illinois is compared to like Iowa. Iowa's more. Illinois wide, is a very long state. Yeah, very yeah. long. It takes forever to drive through that thing. Yeah, it sucks. Um, it's terrible. What about what about in the hunting game? Hmm. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I want to go to Arkansas. Arkansas, huh? And shoot me a Razorback. I'm talking. Midwestern bow season. Your hunting property. That would be a hunt you Even, want to do. Like, Well, that's a goal for next year. Yeah, but, that, all is, right, that is, so, that is and, and, and plausible. It could happen. Yeah, my, my goals, I guess, for 
the next hunting season, uh, get some food plots in and get the deer back to, back to my property. I don't, um, and I do want to get, I actually want to get some more hunting property. I mean, it doesn't have to be much. I just want to be able to mix it up. You're uh, more, so your goals are more about the format of bow hunting, not like I want to kill this or do this. I just like seeing deer. I mean, Steve no matter what, wants to see deer. I just want to. I want to. I want to see deer, um, and I want to see some new property. I just, you know, truth be told, I I love just being out there, whether I shoot anything or not. It's, it's just a great experience to be out there. Knowing you got a bow in your hand, but you know, I'm, I'm starting to get to a point where I think I'm more passionate about archery itself than than hunting. But that's not going to take away about how much I love hunting. It's just where I'm starting to be with archery. I, I understand that completely. I think a lot of people can understand that. you can uh, Archery can actually, well, depends on how you want to look at it. Archery can actually take up more of your time than hunting can. Oh, yeah. Oh, it absolutely. can. It can. Absolutely. Um, well, because there's the first, one of the first tournaments of the year, like started week after rut maybe. Tournaments. Uh, I was. Um, I think it was a tournament somewhere in Illinois. Uh, oh. I just remember it, it, it was an open have. invitational or something. I, I didn't follow it too much, you know. Well, the working class bow hunter shoot. We're going to be at our third annual one this spring. That's going to turn into a legitimate three D shoot one of these days. Oh yeah, I would op- like to. It'd it's be an cool. open invitational too. Yeah, so. you come and shoot, <laughs> shoot with us, shoot with us, shoot. Um, shoot your bow. Let's go with a bonus question here. I'm gonna just make one up on the fly. On the fly, okay. This is this is so our listeners can get kind of like what your flavor is, right? All right. So you're at a bar, and you look over. This is assuming that you don't have any women in your life, okay? And there's a girl facing away. There's two girls standing next to each other, facing away from you. One girl has a mossy oak camo pocket tee on, okay. But she's got those sparkly britches pockets on with like the the bedazzled crosses and. You know, God you know. We all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then the other girl has a fitted real tree shirt on with regular jeans. Which one do you go up and talk to first? So, number one, I threw I threw Steve through that loop no, with oh, the sparkle no, jeans and the mossy oak shirt because Steve's a mossy oak fan by heart. He hates sparkly bridges, but I know exactly where he at. So, number one, <laughs> I w- I would have to pinch myself because. Um, Seeing girls in uh, in camo in a bar uh, is quite interesting, especially if they're standing next to each other. Like <laughs> slim to none, you mean? Yeah, you know you have fantasy to... world. It could happen in Sherrard. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you it what. It wouldn't be women you'd want to go up and talk to, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Knowing what I know, um, and I'm not putting anybody down, you know, but I'm I troll Instagram frequently. You go for you go for the chick that's in the real tree, right? Yeah. Because nine times out of ten, girls who are in sparkle britches... Oh. What? What? I'm listening. I oh, you said... Oh, I thought I said something bad. Uh, I'm like, I'm I'm taking, like, mental notes. Okay, nine times out of ten, girls who are in sparkle britches, they actually get that shine in the sparkle britches from the amount of craziness running through their blood. Oh. So, so it's... So it's so basically, there, every a, woman at the ATA show is going to be hunting you down next year. Yeah. So what Pretty happens? Is, so Pretty what much. happens <laughs> is the amount of like crazy 
I've got an ex boyfriend okay, who that's drives enough a for lifted that Chevy. Listen, listen. <laughs> has got the like the all the oxygen builds up in that blood and it rushes and it's got to go somewhere. So it forms these the it crystallizes and forms these crystals. Oh, okay. And uh and they they just happen to be on clothes. It's like, you know, when you go through the woods, burrs happen. You know, it's because you're going through the woods. Yeah, you know, we're crazy. You just end up getting sparkles on your jeans. I mean, that's is that your theory? No, no. Okay, now, okay. I'm going to talk to the real tree girl, but then I'm going to still talk to the mossy oak girl because you're going to feel Like you out. said, I don't have any women in my life, so I need to get multiple ones apparently. Okay. All right. Um So Tim Kitts, our buddy, the man from the bone shed, comes up with you, uh, up to you, and says, "Here, here's a real tree suit, full camo out. I heard you were a mossy oak guy. Come to the dark side, forever, and never wear a mossy oak pocket tee again. Would you do it? Only because Tim Kitts, who is an absolutely fantastic human being, that guy's the greatest dude." Got the world's cutest family too. Uh, if he says, "Jump," you're gonna say goatee there for a sec. No, he has got a fantastic goatee. <laughs> um, if he says jump, that he does. Listen, if he says jump, I say uh, real tree extra. Right on. Okay. Um, I was gonna hit you with the question, but my mind went blank about the question. Okay, here it is. If Steve Stevie Mo had to pick a team of whitetail hunters. It was a teams of three, say to do like a dream season show, and you had to pick two people to be on your team of three. Who would they be, and why? In the uh, in the outdoor industry, let's do both. Both well known in the outdoor industry and people you know personally, because I know you know a lot of bow hunters and archers that are good shots. <laughs> okay, this is tallying in knowledge of deer and how deer move. And, like, you can throw in, like, how good of an archer this person is because that makes a big difference if okay. you're filming for TV. For for people I know, here's what I'd do. I'd get Kurt. I'd get you. That's a good choice. Okay. That's a really good choice. And, wow. then, and then I would recruit because I'm assuming this is going to be filmed, right? It's going to yeah. be like a joke. Okay, this then is like I'm, a fantasy show, right? Okay. Because then, uh, then I'm going to get uh, our buddy Tank Cameron Tank. Because from far Ooh. away, because from far away, we look exactly alike. So <laughs> he can do a bunch of work, and I could just kind of sit there. And if he maybe shoots a deer, you know, and I'm sitting. So on he's kind of like a fill in, like yeah, he's, like he's kind of like your exactly. stunt double, yeah, because because then your he'll, double. you know, we get him. TV so is that exposure. fill in for someone, or is it just kind of like that's two for one? Pick oh no, right I thought there. it was like me, and then I have to get two other people. So no, it's it's me. And then plus my stunt double, oh, and then okay. you, yeah, that's creative. Just just that's so I don't creative. have to do a whole lot of. Uh, whole well, lot then of you work. need one more person because you have a stunt double. Oh, I need one more person. Yeah, because it's teams of three, and I guess your stunt your stunt double, double. is that, you. That kind of counts as half, don't it? Yeah. Like, so you need one more person. One? Oh, one more person. All right, who am I going to go with? A lot of people holding out for this position, guys. Mm. Lining up for applications. You know who I'm going to get. I'm gonna get Papa Dave. Ooh, Ooh nice. You know what? You know why? Papa Dave. Because I don't want to be the only person falling asleep in a tree stand. My dad does not fall asleep in a tree stand. That's a misconception. Are you sure? As far as I know. <laughs> All right. Well, I I I was gonna say you haven't seen Papa Dave's mounts. I was gonna say that <laughs> well, would change your mind. Yeah, there would there, change, is, that that, there your, is that big old deer. You would change that theory a lot. All right, rattle off three well-known industry names that Stevie Moe looks up to and would love on his whitetail hunting team. 
okay, but you got to help me out with this. What state do we go to, or is it multiple it, states? It don't anywhere matter. in the Midwest. It you don't can go. matter. Anywhere for whitetails you want. Anywhere. The first person I'm going to recruit is Bill Winky. Mm-hmm. 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 That's because that's the guy who's going to know where the deer are. Like that dude will go to any property and know where they're going to be. Okay, Bill Winky. And then. And then I think I'm going to go Lee Lakoski. Nice. Because he's an engineer. He is smart as shit. Yeah, he's super smart. So he's going to find out. Smart as shit, huh? That's what he is. <laughs> okay. He's going to find out the most efficient way. So we got Mr. Winky. these deer. Yep. Mr. Lakoski. And then the third person. Those two are both pretty entertaining, but you know what? I got to mix it up, and I got to get Jeff Foxworthy. Because I'm going to need a laugh because you're going to see these deer getting killed so fast with Bill Winky and Lee Lukoski. You need to you need to pass the time. Winky Lukoski Foxworthy Mm -hmm. team. That's where I'm. That's where I'm at. I like that. That's creative. That is is a good team. I could follow you there. The Foxworthy one threw me through a loop, but I like it. I like it a lot. Okay, because you're going to be serious and you're going to be laughing your ass off at the same Mm -hmm. time. I like it. All right, I'm oh, trying to segue into another question here because I'm the only one asking any. Eric's just sitting over there writing I'm, on I'm stuff. Drawn. I'm drawn. I'm um, drawn. I'm doodling. I'm interviewing a host, which feels really it weird. It is weird. But it's, I like it's it. It's weird getting interviewed. Um, let's see what we got to go. Most memorable moment in the outdoors. <laughs> let's get serious. Let's, let's, let's run it down. Go oh, do it yeah, quickly. Most memorable moment. Um, the... Uh, the first time I had a really nice buck in front of me was this was this the tire scene? No, that okay. I totally messed up on. I I was on this property. There's this um, uh, it's like a blind that was built up. It's kind of like a a little fort, like a kid's fort you would see, but like designed for hunting. And uh, and I had just gotten this new phone. And I was playing around on it, and, you know, I didn't, I wasn't seeing anything moving, so I was playing around on it, had my bow way away from me. And I remember sitting there and hearing hearing a nice little grunt. I looked down, and coming straight at me is this really, really nice buck. And uh, I was like, oh, God, what do I do? He, he sensed something was wrong, turned right around, ran away. I thought, and you know, I tried to call him back. I was like, I, I think I lost him. What number I, did you dial to call him back? Uh, I hit him on the flex tone. One eight hundred flex tone. One eight hundred flex tone. So yeah, I looked back behind <laughs> me, and he's looking right at me. And it was, I, I, I'm telling you what, that was my uh, guardian angel deer. You know, it was saying, "Stop being on your phone." Mm. Um, and then the he next day, huh? yeah, the next in your place, didn't he? Yeah, the next day, my cousin shot him. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he did. He wasn't on his a little phone. lesson oh, in karma. Yeah, he sent me a picture. He goes, he's like, uh, hey, I shot a. It was like a Sunday night. He goes, hey, I shot this buck. I go, really? And he, I was like, hey, send me a picture. And I look and I go, you gotta be kidding me, man. <laughs> I go, well, were you on your phone? He goes, no, I'm never on my phone. <laughs> was he in the same stand too? <laughs> no, he was. Okay. He was across the property. That's um, funny. But yeah, that was that was a really memorable moment. You know, it was kind of. It kind of woke me up to like you know you gotta always pay attention because 
when I'm when I'm hunting now, if I'm up in a stand, you know, I, I know everybody has their bow hangers, but sometimes I don't like my bow hanger. So I'll just hold on to my bow, and I've done that for just hours, just sitting there. It'll tear up oh, your I fingers and that. stuff. No way. But oh, it's cold. But you cannot reach for your phone without you thinking you're going to drop your bow. So you're just holding it there, and the only thing you can do is just look. And it's like, I was like, oh, yeah, this is what hunting's supposed to be. <laughs> so I, and it's, it's a reality. It brings you back into what it really is. Yeah. So it's that was a really, really memorable moment. Um not going to say I didn't miss a buck looking up Hogan's inexplicit tape, uh, but, uh, yeah. No, what? Is like a deep <laughs> secret? No, I, I didn't tell you. All right, so I was, uh, when you I was hunting public land a couple years ago. I was thinking Brooke Hogan, his daughter. No, it was, was like, Hol- it was video? The, oh, it was the Hulkster. Oh, no. Oh, oh yeah, he had a oh, movie with God. Bubba Love Sponge's wife, and uh, I can't remember <laughs> if he took his fanny pack Bubba off. Bubba Love Sponge. Bubba the Love Sponge. Yeah, he gave Hogan the blessing. <laughs> I have and... no idea what is All right, going anyway, on. It was, it was a film. That no, he I, don't, had, I don't want it, details. No, just, yeah. oh, he just had no, a we, Anyway, we got, I was, we got I was the watching picture. it, we got the picture. and I heard something crack, and I look across his uh, creek because I was ground hunting, and oh, there was another nice deer. I happened to get a notification from somebody. All right, so it wasn't really my fault. <laughs> okay, Amy is Steve's um, lady friend. friend. Um, this year, in the shoot at Easy Living that you guys participate in, oh yeah, throw that handicap out the window. We're talking points to points, straight. It's, got, it's, it's staying there because you got straight you got short kids. arm person versus short arm person. Who beats? Who wins? Amy or you? No handicap. I still think they should have a separate tournament that's just points or points. Uh, she hasn't been shooting a whole lot. She's going back to school. So you're saying you would beat her? You don't got to give me a. a oh no, you don't have to beat her on the bush. Oh, no, are, you, are you kidding me? No, I'm I'm set, I'm painting the picture. Oh, oh, she hasn't shot a bow in a while. <laughs> no. Oh, dude, I would. It would be. It'd be terrible. Yeah, but how long would it take Amy to get back on the high horse and beat you? About two arrows. She ain't gonna beat me. Okay. Dude, I'm, I'm like the Cal Ripken Junior. You know, we'll do of this a household. We'll, we're gonna do a video just for YouTube. It'll be the Steam, the Steve versus Amy. And it, anything goes, you throw a shot at 40, she's got to match it, no matter where you step. And we'll do 10 arrows, best of 10 arrows. Dude, she's she's a great shot. Like, I, I kind of wonder. We I just made a new video series, the Versus series. So we do, like, right. 10 arrows. Go at it. I like it. You know, it's. Call them out. It, it, you know, you kind of wonder how someone like, um, you know, Levi Morgan and Samantha Morgan. Samantha's a, a fantastic shot. I mean, I don't think Levi has to worry about her out shooting him just because how good of a shot he is. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not, I'm not. Depends on what she threatens him with. Though, uh, yeah, that's too, a good I point. Guess. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from her. I'm just saying, like, the amount of good he is. Yeah. Is like, he's at like 100%. She's at like 99%. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. So it's like, you know, I, I think that always is going to make you better too as a, as, as a shooter. Like if you've got a wife who, if you, get a blister on the wrong hand, you're going to get outshot. I mean, that's going to make you, you know, because cause we're men, you know, you got that competitive edge. You know what I mean? If Steve were to have two bows, and you don't have to get into two details, because most of our listeners know what you want or are getting. Yeah. A hunting bow brand, would you get the same brand tournament bow, or would you get completely two different types I'd honestly have sense. to. Yeah, I don't. I'd honestly have to try out the bow. Just play with it. I mean, you know, I can't. I, you know, I couldn't be one of these one of these guys that's like, 
You know, I always wanted to be brand loyal, but, you know, you go to other brands and not every... It's easy to be brand loyal. That's the thing. It really is, but it's not... I, but it's easy to change too once you've shot is, that other bow. It is super I mean, easy to change, and you know that's that's kind of the kind of the thing. So you know, say I say on a whim, I decide I want to buy a Hoyt a twenty seventeen Hoyt because all, all of a sudden I like it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I don't like the ones next year, but I like this twenty seventeen Hoyt. But I got a Target bow that I've had for three years that I'm like I'll, I'll never get anything because it just. It, do you see yourself getting into the three D tournament side with an actual like separate bow and separate arrows and the whole the whole rigmarole? The whole kit and caboodle. <laughs> the whole kit <laughs> I'd like to. Yeah. I, I I really honestly would. But my my fear is because as much fun as I have with it now, I, my fear is that it turns cutthroat and it really turns me off. So I'm a little hesitant. <laughs> just turns on you. <laughs> yeah, just you know, turns heel, man. I. You know, I don't want to go there and, you know, all of a sudden guys that I used to consider my friends, you know, are all of a sudden competing against me. And, you know, I, not not like a, a bad way, a blood but sport. yeah, it's starting to go blood sport. You know, so that's just kind of my <laughs> Everyone fear. Everyone just hates you because you bought a tournament bow or what? It's like, <laughs> screw this guy, all right? Yeah, he was yeah. our friend when he was yeah. just a hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. He we don't even pro staff in the book. We don't know what to do with them. All he tries to do is promote on everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm just I, that, that's what kind of fear because I love it so much. I just let's get down to the nitty gritty right it. now. Let's get down to the nitty gritty with Steve. What annoy? Nah, I won't go that way. What annoys you most about the hunting industry? The people in the hunting industry. And when I say hunting industry, I mean I could mean social media. Mm-hmm. I could mean on TV, on commercials. What? what what annoys you most? Because we talk about how much you love it. What annoys you most about it? Uh, there's a couple things. I mean, one that really just sticks out the most, it's um, I absolutely hate when people try to defend their hunting. When they're getting in an argument with an anti-hunter and they say, well, I provide for my family. I absolutely hate that. Why? Because you, as a hunter, do not need to make excuses to anybody. It is your right as an American citizen. This, I mean, it, it could be in Canada, but it's your right. It's legal. You don't have to make excuses. You do something that is legal. You do not have to make excuses for something like hunting. Okay, I see, you, I, I see what you're You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's the, everybody's, well, I provide for my family. Who cares? No, it's because I can. Yeah. I Say you like you just like shooting deer, and you like how deer taste. No big deal. Maybe you just like sitting out in the woods. All right, all right. You, you don't. So that that's the one thing that always annoys me. And everybody says it. You know, I get why they say it, but it's really annoying because you don't need to. You is that don't all that annoys you? To is make that, excuses. Is that all that annoys you in the hunting game? Is there something you can do without? I feel like there's like a thousand things that annoy Steve there's, know, in why, every topic I'm, you can bring to him. I'm them. starting to hit the buttons. Uh, yeah, no, there's a, there, there's quite a quite a few other things. Um, I don't like... Uh, Give me just one how, more thing. Give me one more thing. Yeah, I, I don't like how everybody is just trying to make it in the industry. Um you know, when we started this podcast, we didn't we, and we still really couldn't care. We just wanted to talk about hunting and you know meet everybody that we can. We're having a blast with it. You know, we're not. Uh, you know, I think we're what not. You're tr- getting at is like everyone that like. Yeah, everybody's trying to force. I, I should say everybody's trying to force their way in. 
with no production. With no production, you know, everybody, you know, anybody's getting a, a GoPro or a, a Tacticam, which these things are super cool. You know, if you want them for you, you know, or say you want that GoPro so you can check the shot after you shoot a deer, that's that's cool, you know, but everybody's like, well, I'm going to film a hunt. I'm going to film my hunt, and then I'm going to shop it around. Like, that, that's just kind of one thing that always irks me. It's like, you know, let's just have a little fun with it. We have fun here. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we're not trying to push ourselves on, on any. Well, man, we're trying to push ourselves on everybody, but we just want you to have a good time, too. <laughs> you know, but it's, you know, and and I, I think what irks me most about that, just to kind of piggyback onto that, is how serious people get. Mm-hmm. That's, Super serious. That is one of the most annoying things that I can see. Everything turns into a swinging dick competition. Yeah, too. everything exactly. has to Basically be serious. Dick. You know, everybody's like, uh, you know, there, there's no, there's no fun in it. Hardly. I there, mean, there, yeah, there's no fun. Go, I mean, if you, you know, if if you're one of those those people who, you know, goes around and saying, oh, bow hunting isn't what I do. It's part of who I am. That's fine, but like immediately once you say that, like, I, who do you think I'd, I'd rather have a drink with? Let, let, let's put ourselves in that perspective of the bar, right? Instead mm. of them being two chicks, it's two dudes. Don't know why I'm going to approach two dudes at a bar, but <laughs> for this, hey, you never they know. have a cool hunting T-shirt on. All right, and one guy has a shirt that says. <laughs> Cowboys butts drive me nuts. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> One guy has a shirt that says that, you know, bow hunting isn't just what I do, it's who I am. And then there's a guy who says, Yeah, bow hunting isn't who I am, but girl, look at you. I want to do you. Who do you think I'm going to go walk up and talk to? <laughs> I have no idea. Honestly. I'm going to go talk to the dude with the funny shirt. Because uh, <laughs> it's not like. I, you got to just have fun with it. You know, if you're being that serious, to me, you're not having any fun with it. You're making it a lot harder than it is, and I, I get turned off by it. Well, that and it's so much more fun to just talk to people open-mindedly about it rather yeah. than, like, for example, we happened to be at a bar. I don't know how long ago, but we were at a bar. Imagine that. And yeah. someone, so we found out someone else hunted. First question is, how did you do? I said, oh, I shot a 150-inch eight-pointer this year. And the first thing they say is, that's it? You should yeah. see. You should see the deer I passed this year. I'm like immediately. I'm just like Ugh. I do not want to have this conversation. And that's with the you. point where you know they're getting out their phone. They're like, look, yeah. look at these. I Here you go, winding that dick up for a good swinging. Oh, you guys want to <laughs> yeah. have a swinging dick competition? <laughs> Guess what I passed this year. Right? Yeah, that's that, what he hit me with. And I'm like, that's it. Oh, okay, I'm gonna go get a PBR. That's a, that's <laughs> an annoying. Thing. That's a really annoying thing. You know, because it's. You know, you, you got to be in it together. Like, you know, as, as much annoying things as I have. Like, that dude could have been I, like, no shit, can I see a picture of it? Dude, look what I shot this year. Yeah, he's you like. Know? That conversation would have lasted ten more hours. Exactly. Yeah, uh, you know, and uh, again, I, I think we all have to stick together. You know, so, yeah, if, if I mean, if you're wearing any of those or, you know, you're the serious hunter guy, yeah, I'm going to defend you nine times out of ten. You know, the tenth time, I'm going to go ahead and let you get lit up so I can laugh at it. <laughs> but... I don't – I just – what we do is, is, is fun here for the podcast, but, I mean, you know, there it's just the, the amount of seriousness that I think that people should back off of and stop trying to force your way in because – Go out and have a good time. Yeah, go I out mean, and have a good time. That's what it's all about. Because people are going to – you know, here's the secret. If you want to make it in the hunting industry, just – 
be yourself. Don't be like everyone else. Be yourself. Exactly. Just, yeah, don't try to be somebody because people see through fake personas all the time. Just be yourself, and if people like you, they will buy your product. It's capitalism. <laughs> if somebody likes your goods and services, they will want to acquire your goods and services. Bingo. If enough people like your goods and services because you're at a mass appeal – You'll be successful. You know, you can't... Let's lighten it up. Let's lighten it up a little right. bit. Steve gets done from a long week of hunting, gets back to hunting camp with his boys. Steve is carrying this case of beer in for the night to talk about what the hunt was like and to make plans for the next couple of days of hunting. What case of beer do you bring in? What was the cheapest beer at the uh, gas station? What case of beer do you bring in? You pick one beer regardless of price. Take in the hunting camp. Like your boys were like, you got to remember, like you know when you you bring beer and you walk in, yeah. and you expect everyone to go, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Brand are, of beer are we is. going hunting in the morning? It's a full week. We got all. We got a week of vacation off, and we got to make. It oh, so we hunt it, and so we come back, and we're just hanging out. We're like, we're not going hunting in the morning. Okay, no, we're not. Going we're not going Milwaukee's in the best well, ice. <laughs> Milwaukee beast ice. I'm bringing beast ice. You're bringing it with. A uh, for me with a tall boy of Ice House, Fight oh, House, tall boy, a tall boy, uh, one single tall, because mm. I've already crushed the one in the right brown paper I got bag. In. Yeah, so I'm bringing, Whoa. I'm bringing Milwaukee's Beast Ice. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was hoping for a much better answer. Um, uh, okay. I mean, I mean, all right, fine for the snooty people. Then I'll bring a craft beer, but no, but if I just got done. <laughs> With a long week of hunting, and we want to just get rowdy, yeah, it's it it's beast ice time. Okay, that's a fair question. Um, there's a, a buck goes down in camp, right? This is same related question. It's time to celebrate your hard work. You bring this type of fancy liqueur to the party liqueur. to celebrate. Ooh. Make this a quick Ooh. answer. One one answer. No, I got I, no I, explanation. I I'm bringing Buffalo Trace. No idea what that is. No idea. Buffalo Trace? Mm-hmm. Is that even a thing? Tell me a quick answer. Okay. It is fantastic. What is it? That's, that's as much answer as I'm going to give you. Because I want to do this it, for you. Because I'm going to do this for you. I want you... So one day you're strolling down the uh, aisle of High V or Piggly Wiggly or whatever you got. Piggly Wiggly. There's not one of those around for hours. Oh, well, still, <laughs> there's one on the way. Except to wherever you are, and you're gonna pass by that bottle, and you're gonna just remember. Oh, Steve said try this, and you're gonna discover something on your own. So we're gonna have to come back and okay. thank you, is what you're saying? Yeah, that's um, what we put on. I'm not gonna tell you what section it's in. I'm not gonna even tell you what color said beverage is. You're just going to go have to find it. I can't even remember the name of it now. Uh, Buffalo, Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace. Okay. Great White Buffalo. I'm trying to I'm trying to dick scrape the bottom of the barrel for the last 12 minutes of the show. That's what we've been doing for this whole show. Oh yeah. <laughs> but you've been you've been handling How it. How many times do you think you actually woke up this season and said I'm not going hunting? <laughs> there was a couple times. Um More times than you actually went? No. Okay, good. Uh how many times did you have to turn around in your way to hunting property to go get something? Because you forgot something. 
Uh, let's see. I've, uh, Thanksgiving morning, I forgot my arrows. So that was a treat, getting all the way out. And he, I'm getting ready to walk into the woods, and I'm like, man, where did I... Like, I turned the flashlight on, not trying to you know shine too much light, but I'm like looking around my car. I thought I dropped him under my car. No, I had to go back and get him. Uh, I've had to uh, make emergency landings. Um, which I, if if you want another one of Steve's tidbits, no drinking before you go hunting the night before. None, absolutely none. No coffee, nothing. <laughs> okay, no coffee. you need to be, you need to be, like on your A game. Bear, like you need, like you need to be a dry kettle. Like you can't have anything in you. What would Stevie Mo want our listeners? That you normally couldn't tell them on a regular podcast. What would you want them that to know? That one fun fact about you. That, but you, it would just wouldn't work to say it on a regular episode of the show. Oh man, uh, I don't even know what I did today. <laughs> I don't either. Because question. I basically, I, I basically question. said it all. Um, Ooh, he's digging deep. He's, going past those dirty, oh, dark usually, secrets. Usually he doesn't. Man. When he thinks a while like this, you know he's really trying to brew something up. Yeah, he is. You're like a spontaneous type of answer guy. If you got usually, usually oh, it's yeah. right off the top of his head. It's already not it. good. Cause well, because I'm trying to think like what I could never bring up. Okay, I'll we tell you. I'll, about... I'll, t- I'll tell you guys this one story. This is pretty embarrassing. Um, this is like one of my childhood memories. <laughs> I remember because uh, I this don't. This is something that you want. The listeners to know about you. I keep, want you to know, mind. like I want you to know who I am as okay. a as a person. I just got scared a little. When I was in third grade, was in third grade a little bit? Yeah, <laughs> it was a lot. When I was in third grade, I hated waking up in the mornings. I just couldn't. So, like, I thought I'd solve this situation by like I'd get dressed the night before, like sleep in your clothes. Yeah, I'd sleep in my clothes the night before, so I could just wake up. How like, pathetic were you? <laughs> Listen. I've never heard of that before. That's a great idea. <laughs> That's a pretty great idea. You have to wake up early. You just <laughs> no, you wake ready, up you're, literally. You're, I, you're ready to go. And then I would sleep on the couch in my uh, in my parents' living room. So one night I <laughs> Did was Did you like, make your bowl of cereal the night before too? And... <laughs> it just got all so- <laughs> There was no milk left. The, the Lucky Charms were just huge. <laughs> so what happened was at some point during the night I peed. My pants, and <laughs> being that I was gonna run late, I just went to school like that. In your dirty pee pants, dirty pee pants, and I remember there was some kid. And uh, if you guys think I'm stupid, this kid was stupider because uh, he walked up to me as soon as I got to the playground. This kid goes, "Mola pissed his pants," and I said, "No, uh, the grass had dew on it, and I slipped." And he goes, "Oh." Like I literally told him that, and the kid believed it. <laughs> believed it, and he felt so stupid. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how I went about my day. Like I didn't care. That's something that you wanted everyone to know about. Yeah, and what you can take away from that is, uh, I don't care what I look like because I'm a do me. <laughs> Covered in pee pee. <laughs> Steve literally wears. Let me paint this picture for our audience. Bone collector hat. Mm-hmm. For, um, I don't even know what color shirt that is. That's a neon a safety vis. green. A neon safety green pocket tee. Either bone collector, like okay, I would say I would say ninety percent of the time he's wearing bone collector sweatpants. Also, bone collector, but it's like the Adidas like sweatsuit. Oh, type of dude, oh, yeah. those sweatpants are the most comfortable pants. 
on the planet. And then he wears, for a Mossy Oak fan, he sure doesn't show it. And then he wears those real tree like rubberized waterproof shoes. Forty yeah. dollar pair of shoes. It's the most comfortable shoe I've ever worn. I, like I'm bar none. There's no other shoe that's been that comfy. <laughs> I promise that, man. Dude, you guys, you guys don't I, believe me. What did you even wear before those? Because that's yeah. All, what did you wear? All you wear now. I had some Pumas that I rocked for like eight years. <laughs> Dude, that was, so that's Steve's life. Um, yeah, man. I pocket tees, hats, sweatpants, and. Pumas. I'm gonna hit you with one more question to save our audience, and I'm sure they're overwhelmed with all this information they've they've took in about you and about your life. I don't anything? think they can take it all in. No, is in there an anything? Hour. It's well, just, it's you hard. know what they're gonna be like? They're gonna be like, you know, people are gonna hear this and they're like, dude, I can't believe Steve. Man, pick Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite person you have met? This is the second to last question. Favorite person you have met due to the podcast? Tim Kitts. Good answer. Um, Tim Kitts. Bingo. I don't really think I need to explain that. It's just Tim Kitts from the Bone Shed, by the way. Yeah, Tim Kitts from the Bone Shed. I, I've got like a man crush on this dude, and he's just he. Give me a soda. I, I've never met anybody that has just been so warm and welcoming, and the guy just he. I, there's not a whole lot that he's just such a nice human being. You see that guy and you light up. You you love you talk to him. You can talk to him every day. You can open up to him. And the guy is this, is this because of the whole Arby's thing? Well, he did buy me Arby's once for my birthday, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> Great segue. Yeah. So I, I that guy has has been my all time favorite guy. Not to not to throw away anyone else that we've met because we've met some super cool people. Yeah, it's been good. It's been really it's been good the last awesome year. year. There's I mean, no way for any of only us could... our first year. I mean, it's been amazing. Yeah, there, there, I'm telling you right now, there's no way any of us could go through depression ever because of the people that we've met and good people. It's just fantastic human beings. Um, last question that I have for you, unless Eric's got something buried deep down in there, and all the questions he asked, he's. Just exhausted over there, I can tell. I know. Um, this is more of the I'm out Kurt of right interview now, Steve episode. I'm out of it. Steve, for our listeners, if you had to pick one combination off the Arby's menu, what would it be? Are you kidding me? That's all I got for him. That was going to be my question. <laughs> well, I beat you to the punch, buddy. Well, you can ask me again. And uh, Define one combination, like I just one like meal. Like the number, one number. Just like number one, number okay, two. This is way it, more it, difficult. It's, than... it's number one, choice C, which is the max roast beef. Right. Number one, there's, there's yeah, options Because you, you, you can get the roast beef sandwich, the and then you can get the level of sandwich What cup you would you like with that? I'd like a C cup with the number one. Is that how it <laughs> <Yeah>. works? <laughs> How busty would you like it? <laughs> yeah. I, I I seriously hate when people ask me what size you want. What size do you think I want? <laughs> well, Look at me, goddamn yeah, Like, like what, you, what kind of size do you think I want? I'm coming to Arby's. Oh, I want a, I want a small. Like, was there an Arby's across the street that I filled up on before here? Give it a large. I'm like, matter of fact, I want curly fries put in a large soda cup. <laughs> and then, have you done that? Huh? Have you done that? No. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, you have. Hey, yeah, I have. I pay- they, will they do it for you? I t- I literally told some kid. <laughs> was that the? Uh, Way too I was much at the, time. I was at the dr- on this question. Then I was at the drive-through and I asked him. I was like, "Hey, man, will you put some curly fries in a in a large cup?" He goes, oh, "I don't know." I go, "I'll give you a couple dollars." All right, first window. <laughs> so he did it. Steve's yeah. your your Twitter is. 
Oh, we're not going to do that. Your Instagram is? Someone's got to follow you on Instagram, right? Yeah, it's a... What is my Instagram? I think it's stevmo underscore 89. Still uses an underscore. Still I like doing that. It. I oh, like yeah, that. dude. I'm classic. Um, if you like this type of episode where we do the interview of our host, it was kind of fun, a little different. It was. Um, let us know. If you hate Steve, let us know for sure. That way we can rip on him on the show. But most people love this guy. Yeah, Kurt, Kurt's going to post that or print out the emails and hang them in here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> R- right by Steve's spot at the desk. He's um, going to frame them. We have our own spots at the podcast table. So, yeah, we, I could frame them and put them up behind his, like where Steve sits. So. I just got my own little corner, so I ain't got much space because there's a window there. I got, like, so. pictures of me and with famous people next to my desk, and Steve's got hate mail. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the back of an Apple Mac <laughs> or iMac. We need to put something on the back of my computer for you. Um, Something different. Something different. Something fun. Yeah. It was fun. Easy, easy on the ears, I guess. I just kind of sat here, but well, after, Steve, e- after eating that large pizza, I'm kind of tired. Steve, I'm going to give you the sign-off on this one. Oh, you want me to go ahead? You can do whatever you want. Thank you for listening. Uh, hopefully you guys are just exactly the same, which means I did my job, how you feel about me, and uh, go shoot your bow. Later.